0: Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best Internet minds in the business. Now here are your hosts, Internet brand strategist Sandra Beck,
1: Sandra Beck and have I got a treat for you we're going to be visiting today with Elizabeth Joyce now I've been a fan of Elizabeth Joyce since I was a young girl and (laughs) my sisters and my mom and I would watch her and listen to her and if you aren't familiar with her you really should be you can check her out online as we broadcast at new visions.com she is many things i don't even know how to describe her she's a psychic she's a visionary she's an astrologist she she has many spiritual products i um, mean she's got great books she's got just She's the whole package, and she's written a memoir. I know, Elizabeth, it's going to be hard to live up to this this, um, intro, but I really do believe you are all this and a bag of chips. And you've written this memoir called Unlimited Realities, which we're going to talk about today, but we're going to also talk about a breadth of topics because you are so well-versed. And one of the things that I thought was particularly delightful as a fan of your work, was that you have a prayer room on your website. And, you know, a lot of people make these delineations in spirituality and religion and, you know, where prayer fits in and what is prayer. So I'd like to open that because you just put it out there for all to see, and I think that's lovely.
2: Well, thank you very much. That's very important to me, too. The more prayers we have, the more world peace will get quicker.
1: Now, let's define prayer because we've got a lot of different institutions that, yep. you know, like I was raised a little girl as Catholic. And so I, I learned my prayers like a good girl. And I have evolved in my prayer life to include good. so much more. And recently I learned that song is also a form of prayer. So I'd like you to tell us your perspective on prayer.
2: Well, song is definitely a part of prayer. That's why we have something called mantras. Mantras are usually musical and toning, and they're extremely powerful. Uh, the prayer has changed from the way it used to be because we're not saying, if I'm good enough, may I please have. That's a totally inappropriate prayer. What we're doing more is, Louise, Hay affirmations. Thank you for my wonderful new job with my, the wonderful remuneration and for working with people that are in balance with me so that I can enhance and use all of my gifts.
1: Wow. I mean, that's a very different...
2: That's walking into your future. It's setting a condition that you have the job. It's describing the job as you need to describe it in very neutral terms so that spirit can decide what it should be and what fits you for the best.
1: Now, what about in the case of fear? You know, somebody's fearing for a loved one, someone is sick, someone is in danger, you know, in harm's way. We live in a society where all you have to do is turn on the news and you see I know, I know. people in harm's way. How do, we, how do we offer up a prayer to help that situation?
2: Well, the first thing is to turn off the news. And the second yeah. thing is, <laughs> thy will is my will. You can can pray for somebody's healing, if it's right, if it's their soul's purpose to be healed. Thy will is my will. It's very hard to walk that path. Very, very hard, because we want to put our will in, we want to put our ego in, we want to make sure. But if a person or a soul needs a lesson, what is dis-ease? If we're at dis-ease, we're out of alignment with spirit. And we are not able to follow the path because we're too busy mulling over our worries. So, when you are in perfect alignment, there is no disease. Now, the body. There are, there are things that help you. you I've, I've got to say one thing. There are things that help the body, one of them is music. I have something that I call ARDAS, A-R-D-A-S. It's the oldest mantra known. It's prayer beyond prayer. And there has been a group that has been able to record this music to perfection. It's called the Crimson Series. ARDAS is on number six. And if you play ARDAS in your house, it will clear out all negative energy. It will bring in a higher, finer spiritual energy for you. And your life will begin to get back on track. So there are things that do help prayer.
1: Now, when you say bring in a higher, finer um, energy, I want to define that as best we can for our listeners, especially Elizabeth, you know, people who are familiar with your work and enjoy you. That's one thing. But in opening up and raising the consciousness of today, When we talk about that finer energy, is that a peace? Is that a comfort? Is that a state of
2: being? Well, it's beyond negative. Yes, it's the beginning of the state of being, and it's beyond negativity. Most people, most psychic readers and people that do curses and tell you that doomsday is coming unless you give them $3,000, work in the astral plane. When you go beyond the astral plane into the finer energies and the double helix and the wonderful energies of the galaxy and other areas of the universe, you bring in a finer energy. That energy has no guilt, no shame, no condemnation, no judgment, no disease. It's pure love. It's pure perfection. And the state of being is a state of perfection And you know when you're in those energies because your body feels it. All of your petty cares and worries leave, and there is only that.
1: And is that in a very clunky human way? When people tell me they're in the zone, they're doing something, they lose track of time, they lose track of... Not necessarily.
2: No? Okay. No. No, because you can be in the twilight zone of darkness... And feel the same way so you really do have to be very careful number one about who you let read you and number two about how you are just ask to go higher as high as you as your body will be able to at this moment and if you keep doing that you'll go higher a little higher each time maybe inch by inch but you will and and you also know that when you come out of meditation, you can tell that you've been in a different area because your consciousness changed. Sometimes you'll get a tingling on your body. Sometimes you'll feel as if your corpuscles are opening up. And that means that the negative energy is leaving and the finer energy is coming in.
1: The art of meditation... In a society where we live with constant inundation with electrical messages, Mm -hmm. texting, Mm -hmm. I see it become more popular because it really is the absence of, but it's the connection with everything.
2: Well, it's electric. It's electric. This energy is electric. We are electrical beings, believe it or not. Our brain is our computer or our plug, And it sends your messages down the spine, and as you think, so you are. Because whatever you put out from that electricity, you will bring back. Just like if I go on the computer and open up Microsoft Word, I'm on that level of experience. If I go on the computer and I open up Safari, I'm on that level of experience. The same with the body.
1: I love that. And it's so simple. and so Very simple. And it's the
2: same with notes. The lower notes bring in the darkness. The higher notes bring in the fineness. So there's there's a wonderful website that people can go to. It's called richheartmusic.com, and there's two H's, richheartmusic. Richard Schulman has been my friend for a long time, and he has wonderful music. And all of my meditation work that I do has Richard in the background playing the music.
1: So it's not something that was driven by the movie industry. You know, when you hear, dun,
2: dun, dun. (laughs) Oh, the movie industry has done some good things. The movie industry, I think, is ahead of our time. I always say that it's going to predict. The movie industry and sometimes books. I don't know if you remember the book called The Man. It was written in the 60s, and it was about our first black president. Very, very Interesting. Very, interesting. very interesting. But the movie industry can pick up on what's coming, and they usually do. Maybe they're 20 or 30 years behind, but, but they can go into the future, I believe. However, the movie industry is also entertainment, and it's here to make us have a sensation like fright or fear or love or warmth. That's, that's their whole stick. We have to make, move something inside of people. I'm about to put unlimited realities into a screenplay and we have wonderful people that will be helping make this a movie and for the first time the world will sit in a theater picture this four to six hundred people in a theater working their chakras together
0: wow
2: four and six people 400 to 600 people in the theater feeling all these sensations it's going to be wonderful the new, We have a whole new spiritual revolution coming, and I'm excited. And maybe I'm a pioneer on the path. I certainly have been a pioneer on something, and I can't figure out what yet. <laughs> but I will tell you that we have to raise our consciousness in order to survive. And there isn't any I don't have any time. If you don't have any time to go to the bathroom, what happens to you? The same thing with meditation.
1: Well, we're going to talk more about this when we come back from the break. We're visiting with Elizabeth Joyce. Now, that website she was talking about for the music was Rich Heart Music, three words, two H's, richheartmusic.com. And when you want to find out more about Elizabeth Joyce, and I know you will, you're going to go to her website, New. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the spiritual revolution and we're going to simplify things. You can hear Elizabeth already taking these high spiritual concepts and making them digestible and understandable for the rest of us for the greater good. We will be back after the break with more from Elizabeth Joyce, newvisions.com.
0: reading an article that said 16% of employers have fired employees for calling in sick with teradittles and fake excuses. Career Builders annual study reveals some of the most outrageous excuses workers have given when calling in sick. One employer called in because he thought he had won the lottery. Another employee said the chemicals in his turkey sandwich made him fall asleep so he missed his shift. Now there's a fimble-famble or a poor excuse if I ever heard one. One person said a swarm of bees kept him from getting into his car, and another called in sick because they couldn't decide what to wear. Then again, some excuses are a little more inventive, like the cat had synchronous diaphragmatic flutter or single tuss, otherwise known as the hiccups. It's, it's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words.
1: ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Elizabeth Joyce, and we are going to talk about the Renaissance and what that means to everyone listening. Elizabeth, what is the Renaissance?
2: Well, you know, Renaissance is a word that really means going back in time. A Renaissance is a gathering of people that are forceful enough to make a change. Now, many of you know that I have been following a lady by the name of Amarita Nundamayi for 30 years. She certainly is a part of the Renaissance, and I believe the energy that she emits when she has 25,000 people in a room are helping to bring this about. It's a sweeping out, a sweeping away of our negativity, our lies, our judgments, and our fears, and our betrayals, because we've had a lot of that, as you know. And it's time for us to come together, be productive, honor each other, and have a world of peace. I did write about it. I felt that it was coming uh, in in the 90s. And I, I wrote a poem that I will read, okay? Yes. Today I have been preparing for the ray of God, reflecting on the question I want answered. When shall I meet the white light vibration again? During this day, I have felt the warmth of it, pure love vibration. At every pause of activity, with every breath, I have felt the love. Like the force of the oncoming tide, when the rising waves fill every opening, every nook and every cranny of my being. Then I am rising and falling with this huge deep swell, becoming one with the force of love.
0: wow
1: and you wrote
2: well, this that, in 1991 1990 yeah I, I wrote a lot of poetry in the 80s and 90s they are on my website but the renaissance that's what it is things are being transformed you watch the weather change we're going to go into colder weather we're going to have a long wet winter I know we're going to have one day where there will be 30 hours of snow on the eastern coast um, that's that's a lot And it starts at the end of November, and we're going to have a lot of other changes, which I'm in the middle of preparing now. I'm I'm writing a piece that will be on my website later this afternoon, and it's all about the new energy because tomorrow... Scorpio move, um, Venus, Jupiter moves into Scorpio tomorrow, and at the end of the week, Venus moves into Libra. That's a very interesting combination. Scorpio digs deep and brings out the truth, and sometimes it isn't pretty. We do know that. But Libra, Libra's the judge, Libra's scales. Libra is also love, female energy, and balance. Now we have the two of these together that, that will do profound things with government, with world leaders, And I do see, I want to say this to people, North Korea calming down. I do see it calming down. And I do see it more peaceful and the turbulence is removed. Whatever that means, I don't know, but I'm just telling you what I feel. And I think that we could all start to picture that in our minds, which will put out the energy to create it.
1: So when people ask me, what does it matter... What I think one person can one person really influence, you know, you talked about 25,000 people, you know, and sweeping away the negativity and I look at how influential you have been as one person, but a lot of people don't feel that way. Could you speak to the listener today who feels small or isolated or what does it matter? What I think, what does it matter? It does what I matter
2: approach? what you think because it's an imprint on your soul. And all of that goes with you after death. What we are doing with our soul, our soul doesn't make millions of dollars. Our soul doesn't worry about whether we're popular or beautiful or out in front. Our soul is preparing itself to going back to God. We have birth and we have death. With everything on this planet we do. So therefore... Everything you think is important. I did write a wonderful book, Seeding and Nurturing the Garden of Your Soul. It's really my favorite book. And this does explain your question in detail. But I will say this. It's absolutely out of order to send hate to somebody. It's absolutely improper to interfere in somebody else's life. Sending them light, sending them support is another story. But I'm talking about actual interference. And you know and I know that it happens all the time. People do interfere. But if you send a thought to another person, a parent, a child, a friend, that's negative, they feel it. That's natural law. And therefore, what are you doing? You're not helping them heal. You're not helping them to grow into the light. You're pushing them more into the mud. So it is important. To yourself. It, it, it imprints on your soul, and it stops your character from developing, absolutely. But I was also explaining what it did to others. Right. You know, it, it, really, it really floors me that when I make a prediction about a devastating event and it doesn't happen, I get yelled at, I'm no good, I'm a fraud, I'm a this, I'm a that. Why do the people want the event to happen? What right. is it in us that want all this hate? If they hear a rumor, they spread the rumor. Why do we do that? What have we learned that's so negative that we have to be that destructive?
1: Right. I think about the people who get excited for the impending hurricane or the excited excitement to see the devastation. Is that a lower energy? Is that Absolutely. a
2: human Absolutely. Condition?
1: Like, what, what is it about us that allows us to revel in that? Because we do. We can see it
2: reflected yep. in the media. Well, we can go to the movies, too, and see it happen. You know, Harrison Ford and the the um, all of those movies that I never watch. <laughs> I did see Star Wars, though. Um, they're, they're just destruction. I don't know. It, it seems like it makes them right. You see, the third dimension of reality is this. I want what I want when I want it, without regards of consequences. I'm right and you're wrong. And you're going to tell me that you know that you're wrong. And you're going to also tell me that you know that you're right. And when you do, then I'll know you love me. Wow. That's the third dimension reality. And we have to get out of that. And we are getting out of that. Here's here's a true story. Want to hear a true story? Galveston, Texas, during Harvey? Sure. There was a, a a very important man, I don't know whether it was a senator or who he was, that lived there, that got trapped on the second floor, and the water was rising. And this boat came along. Now, this was a white men's supremacist who was trapped, he and his family. And the boat came along with a black man in it. Now, do you think the white men's supremacist shot him? Do you think the white men's supremacist <laughs> condemned him? What do you think he said to him, huh? Get out of here, you blackie. Do you think he said that? No, he didn't. He extended his hand, and they were saved. And that's the highest example that I can show you of what we need to be.
1: That is so profound, Elizabeth. I mean, it paints such a picture of where we need to be. And is, is that an example of what you term fourth-dimensional thinking?
2: That That's we- the beginning of, of cosmic love and fourth-dimensional thinking, honoring a person where they are. Another example is the Dead Poets Society, that movie with Robin Williams that was filmed, I think, in the 80s, about how the father wanted the son to be the lawyer and the son wanted to be a musician, something like that. Um, we can't want for others. We can suggest for others, but they have to be who they are. And I I think we're getting there. I think we're starting with the children a little bit better than we were back when I grew up. I do start my book out on limited realities about the children. My book is not necessarily a memoir. It's a book of how to live your life absolutely surrendering to the divine. When you surrender to the divine, your life happens differently than normal, than other people would think the outcome would be. And the divine always have more than what we want. They always bring us more than what we've asked for once we can surrender and take the criticism and hate away.
1: Well, and I want to clarify this, because when when you say, you know, surrender to the divine, no one's saying that you don't get out of bed in the morning. You know, surrendering doesn't mean to stop doing, stop living. It's a change (laughs) in the way you're doing.
2: It's a change in the way of thinking. Instead of saying, I'm going to get this done, come hell or high water, what you say is, thy will is my will. I'll tell you another story. Here's a good example. We had a, we had a service lady at our house for years. And of course she was like our mother and I felt very close to her. And I had a dream that she was in trouble long after we were out of the house. In fact, I was 28. I was out of the house, college kids and everything. And I went down to see her. She lived in Patterson, New Jersey. And she was laying in bed and she was ill. And every single time she got a Social Security cap, she'd turn it into cash. Remember, this was before all of the ATMs and everything. And she'd leave it by her bed, and somebody would steal it. And I knew she was in trouble. So I went to my instincts, and my instinct says, pick her up as is and get her out of there. I did. And I took her up to her nephews in Nyack, New York. Two days later, the building that she was living in burned to the ground. And she had a few years of wonderful life with her loving nephew in Nyack, New York. That's what I'm talking about.
1: We're visiting today with Elizabeth Joyce. Her website is new-visions.com. If you want to learn about her astrology services, her information, her psychic visions, her prayer room, her spiritual products, there's so much to see and read and watch and enjoy. If you liked what you heard today, you can find her at newvisions.com. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about our instincts. We're going to talk about how do we develop them. And now Elizabeth was born with these gifts. Maybe some of us are born with them too. How did she recognize them? How do we recognize and grow them in our own lives as we move from the third dimension into the fourth dimension? We'll be back with Elizabeth Joyce of new-visions.com. Her books, her v- movies, her videos, her writings, you're going to want to check this out. She also has a weekly astrology report. We'll be back after the break.
0: is National Chocolate Month. Historians say the Aztecs discovered chocolate 3,100 years ago and it was revered to the point of worship. The word chocolate comes from the Aztec word chocolato, which referred to the bitter spicy drink the Aztecs made from the cacao beans. The first chocolate bar was invented in 1847 by Joseph Fry. Did you know that it takes one year for a cacao tree to produce enough pods to make ten chocolate bars? The scientific name for the tree that chocolate comes from, Theobroma cacao, means food of the gods. Man cannot live by chocolate alone, but we women sure can. Personally, I could give up chocolate, but I'm not a quitter. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
3: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Resistance exercise is crucial to keeping your bones strong and dense. It is still important that we get sufficient amounts of calcium through eating and supplements. Children ages 9 through 18 need 1,300 milligrams of calcium a day, while adults up to 50 need 1,000 milligrams, and adults over 50 need 1,200 milligrams a day. One cup of milk or fortified orange juice has about 300 milligrams of calcium. Other good choices are yogurt, cheese, oatmeal, and salmon. When taking a pill or chew of calcium, be sure to couple it with vitamin D to help with the absorption. It is estimated that in the U.S., 55% of men and 78% of women over the age of 20 do not get enough calcium in their diets. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at www.annettehammond.com.
1: Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Elizabeth Joyce. And one of the things that was most compelling, I mean there's a lot of compelling stuff in the last segment, but one of the things that really energized me was how you followed your instincts. You know, we live in a society, Elizabeth, where everything negates the being, you know, you must, oh, buy absolutely. Best, put, you know, put this on and you will be, or wear this, buy this. And, you know, in that story about your relative or your, well, I guess she's not your blood relative, but about the 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 woman that was very dear to you and cared for you was the concept that you trusted your instincts, you trusted yourself. Yeah, that was Meg, Meg Stettner. Meg. And, you know, we send a blessing out to Meg um, for her participation in today's story because you didn't buy this, Elizabeth. You didn't get it on Amazon. (laughs) You didn't... Order it out of a catalog. And instinct is something we all have, but we either choose, I believe, to develop it or deny it.
2: Well, you know, this is the problem. Everybody wants it now. And at the beginning of my classes, every single time I say, listen, you're not at McDonald's. This isn't going to be instant. And people want $5 readings rather than readings that are worthwhile. Because I wrote a book called Psychic Attack, Are You a Victim? I wrote it in 19... 19- In 2007, it was my first book, and I had to write it because I had been to court to help people get money back from the gypsies. Everybody has a canned reading. Everybody says the same thing over and over, but nobody's really telling you anything. I mean, I want to know dates, places, what time and when. And you can by developing your intuition. The more that you meditate, the stronger that your intuition will flow. And we all have intuition. Every single one of us has intuition, just like every single one of us can sing. But we can't sing like Barbara Streisand or Frank. We can't. So we do the best we can with what we have. We all have our gifts. We all have our talents. They're not all the same. They're not supposed to be. The world is very diversified. But when you start to work with your intuition and you work with your mind and your brain and you strengthen it, your intuition will flow in and your dreams will begin to be more accurate. Every single time we go to sleep, we dream, and science knows that. And sometimes we have deeply penetrating dreams that wake us up, and I call that a precognition. And that might be something that you dreamt about that you need to handle. Sometimes we go to sleep and we get answers to questions. Mathematicians will tell you that. Einstein said often that he got his answers at 4 o'clock in the morning when all the electricity was off and everything was shut down. The answer would float in from the universe and he'd wake up and solve his anagram or whatever he's doing in, in his math projects. It's very interesting the way the cosmos work.
1: Well, and, you know, Elizabeth, and, and this is just my personal question um, with respect to all that, because, you know, I am a programmer by background and, and by history. And,
3: mm-hmm. you know, I've
1: worked on computers since I was, you know, really about 11 years old. And I always go in this place that's like me with the computer, like we become one. And if I can't figure something out, my my go-to is always, and people would laugh at me for this, but my go-to was always to take a nap. And I would say, okay, I'm going to take a nap now, and when I wake up, I'll have the answer. And more often than not, I would have the answer. Can you deconstruct that for me? Because Absolutely. First of all,
2: first of all, during, let's picture you working at a computer and getting frustrated. I can't do this. It's not coming. Why isn't it coming? Darn, darn, darn. Okay, now you're frustrated. So you go take a nap. And you clear out what's called the buffer zones. All of the spaces in your aura where your frustration has built up. That's the first thing that you do. Then you have the flow. There is a law, a spiritual law. Ask and you shall receive. Before you can receive, you have to clear out the buffer zones. And once you clear them out, the answer comes. The way that we destroy that and we do every day is but 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 you should hear me when I'm on the phone and I tell people that they need to meditate. But 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 I said cut out all the butts. There aren't any butts. You need to do it. You either do it or you don't. But there isn't any butts. Don't you brush your teeth? Don't you take a shower? There's no butts. So that's what you were doing. You were clearing out and you had your wonderful flow of energy come back in with the answer and sometimes the answers will come in a dream sometimes they'll come from a friend sometimes they'll come from a phone call but you always receive your answer within 72 hours of the question
1: thank you for that because you know people would laugh at me and tease me and even through college um if i had a big paper to write I would say, like, and I always thought it was I just needed the dust to settle, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like everything's running around in my head, and I can go to sleep, and the mm-hmm. dust will settle, and I can think
2: clearly. And, and that's you, exactly what it is. You're taking the the um, dustpan, and you're sweeping out all of your aura so that you can think clearly and be connected and focused only on that for the um, time that you need to. Don't we don't have such a gift of our brain, but we don't use it. We haven't been taught properly. Our brains are our wonderful connection to the cosmos, and there are wonderful connections to something called your blessed higher self. I have a friend; he's a PhD. He just wrote a book, "Flying Flying with My Blessed Higher Self," and it's coming out. You should pick it up when it comes out.
1: Well, and I, you know, I think of some of these things that I was told as a little girl, like my mom would say, you know what, just sleep on it. You know, in the morning, Mm -hmm. it'll look better. It'll you'll you'll see it differently. You'll you know, there's so many things that we we even had a song
2: by meatloaf. Let me sleep on it. Of course, we have to sleep on it, and people should be given the time again we 're not a mcdonald 's if i ask If I ask somebody over and they 'll say, "Well, let me sleep on it i 'll go, "Well fine, absolutely and if it 's not for them they 'll know, and if it is for them they 'll know the one thing we can 't do is condemn it, and that 's what we do oh you won 't give me my way. You have to give me my way that's that 's out of order that 's against the flow. And then what's going to happen to you if you act that way is you're going to slow down. You're going to get blocked. You're going to get frustrated. The more that Mm -hmm. we hang on to the dust in our buffer zones, the more we are destructive to ourselves. And that's when the body gets out of alignment and goes into disease. Wow. I can tell you something about my identical twin sister. Yes. That's true. She called me up And told me that she had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. My first question to her was, how long have you been praying to die? And she said, how did you know that? I said, because you couldn't have pancreatic cancer unless you had been. So natural law is natural law. It doesn't mean that if you're praying to die, you're going to get cancer. It means that she was open to that weakness in her body, and that's how it manifested. Wow. Now, can we talk, can we shift gears
1: a little bit to talk sure. about when someone is sick? When your sister was sick and in her her process, oh, what
2: interesting. do you do? Well, she had her first surgery in an incorrect hospital in New York City, and I knew it. And I went to her, and I said, "I have a friend. He's a lawyer. He knows every person in medicine in the world because he, his law is vaccines, and I can have I can help you." So I called him. We both have been to high school with him, and he said, "I have a wonderful." Um, Doctor that's out of Israel with another man. They're doing all new things. Get an ambulance and take her over to Mount Sinai. So I told her. She said no. No. Okay. She said no, which told me that she wanted to die, and I had to honor it. So then she winds up in Johns Hopkins Hospital, and they do the surgery. And the doctor comes in the next morning. I stayed with her overnight. The doctor comes in the next morning and says... I don't know what's going on. All of the medicine I'm giving her, her body is rejecting. What's going on? And I looked at him. and I said, of course it is. She doesn't want to be here anymore. She's choosing to leave. You have to honor that. Nothing you do, nothing you do will change that. And then I told her about mother and I taught her a mantra and she left. She left her body three days later. But I went up to New York, and this was quite a story, and I worked with her soul because that's what I wanted to reach. I worked with a wonderful hero by the name of Pujita, and all of my friends came by bus and train to New York to pray with me. And we all lifted her soul up to the light. We worked very, very hard for five days. Finally, on the last day that Mother was here, I went up, and I said, please take my sister's soul, if it's her time. Closed my eyes, and I saw my sister rising up between Mary and Jesus, and I knew that we had been successful. And I, that was it. I was done. It was very powerful. One of the most powerful experiences in my life.
1: And do you talk to her regularly? I mean, do you are you able to be in communication with her after she's she's gone or trained I do. I do
2: know that she's fine, but we're on a different level. Okay. I do know that she's fine, and I'm happy with that. I I don't talk to her regularly. We're on a different level, but that's okay. That doesn't so for- matter. It does matter to know that she's at peace and where she needs to be, and she is. Yeah.
1: Well, and I after watching my mom be sick for five years and pass from breast cancer, um, to know that she's okay was the greatest piece that, that yes. I've ever
2: known. And, and, and that's I, the, whole, the whole trick to our life cycle. We need to learn the life cycle. And there are books starting to come out. Remember I told you about the Renaissance? that mm-hmm. talk about the life cycle. And the reason that they know is because they've been working for years with past life regression. And past life regression work is fascinating. I do past life regressions. I do present life regressions. Present life regressions can heal disease. But, of course, you can't tell the doctors that because it will take away their money flow.
1: Absolutely. I need to take us to commercial break. We're visiting today with Elizabeth Joyce. Her website is new-visions.com. If you want to learn more about her, you can go there. And I encourage you to come back after the break. We're going to talk more with Elizabeth Joyce. We'll be right back. back.
3: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Living longer is a common byproduct of a healthy lifestyle, of daily exercise and low-calorie, nutritious eating. Living a long life where you're able to be here and enjoy your loved ones is certainly an important prize. But the biggest reward for living a healthy life is greater well-being. Not only do you want to live long, you want to live well. Feeling good, having a positive outlook on life and increased energy are worthy goals and totally within your reach. No matter where you are today, no matter what the state of your health or energy level, you can take action now to make positive steps towards living a healthy life. Exercise gives you a better viewpoint and frankly, makes your life better. Live an active life and see your well-being soar. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
2: It's you never
4: heard. Okay,
0: ladies, listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. Now, hold on, that doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Too Funny for Words.
3: care of
1: This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Elizabeth Joyce, and Elizabeth gave me some great advice uh, during the break that I'd like to share, um, Elizabeth, if you will, when people oh, sure. come at you with anger, with hatred, and especially over what you think, believe, feel, or how you interpret events. Um And I think it's very common these days. I see it in social media. Everybody's so quick to jump and judge and condemn and hurt. And having a response ready, I think, can really help me and a lot of people.
2: Elizabeth, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. I thought I lost you.
1: <laughs> I thought I lost you, too. So, okay. So, um, we talked about the break, having a prepared
2: response. Resp- oh, you want me to with- say the response? Okay. Oh, the yes, response no. is, God bless you in your truth. God bless you in your truth. And that does two things. It makes you detach, and you're not, you're not feeling guilty. You're not feeling put down. You're not belittled. You're simply allowing them to think the way they choose. God bless you in your truth. They can't come back at you and say, well, you said this and you said that, because you didn't say anything. You said God bless you in your truth. Right. These are called loving responses. I've, I've designed something called loving responses that helps you answer somebody in a neutral way so that it takes attack off of you. It lifts you from the problem. It lifts you from their pain. And there's many of them. Many, many, many of them. I was giving her the example of many of you have parents that might be living with you. And as they get older, they get more grouchy. And they try to order you around. And they say things to try to hurt you and to try to control you. What is that about? That's about fear. That's about their fear. They know they're growing older. They know that they are leaving the body. They're in fear, so they want to make you do what they can and control you so that they'll feel powerful. That's called feeding off of you. And the answer that you have to them is, I'm sorry that you're so uncomfortable today. What can I do to make you more comfortable? No matter what they say, don't own it. I'm sorry that you're feeling out of sorts today. I'll be back in a little while when you're feeling better if you need to leave the room. I'm sorry that you're feeling out of source today. Is there something that you'd like to talk about your past that you're regretting or thinking over? A a good gift that we can give to older people is to listen to them with their pain about their lives. When you do, you help them free up their soul because they're holding it in their buffer zone. And they want to get rid of it. And sometimes at night, you can sit down with them and say, What are some of the things that you regret doing? And listen. Because they'll tell you, and they'll become freer, and they'll feel more love. They will be relieved. It's very interesting what we can do to help others in well, no a way. It's,
1: it's listening based, it's not talking based.
2: Yeah, that's the last chapter of Unlimited Realities. I talk about the silence. I also talk about the silence in seeding and nurturing the garden of your soul. And that's, it's so important. It's part of honoring others. Oh, well, you can't think that way. You have to think this way. That's a famous third dimensional reality sentence, isn't it?
1: Right. It's all about control and power. And I'm right. And you're wrong. I'm right and you're wrong. And I'm going to make you tell me that you're wrong. And
2: then I'll know you love me. (laughs)
1: Right. I mean, that's so silly, but you see it all the time in, in, in relationships and friendships.
2: And, but let's, you know, say, let's say that you have a difficult person, and let's say it's a brother, father, husband, and you have to go through a procedure with them. They're ill, they're going to go through a procedure, and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Their fear is worse than your fear. How can you surrender to that? How can you surrender to that? You decide before you start your day that you are going to surrender to whatever they say. So when they start yelling and turn here, turn you know, and the control issue, just say, yes, sir, or I'm sorry you're feeling so upset. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. I am with you. I am with you. That's very important. I'm Mm. not going anywhere. It's okay. And you're going to help tremendously with those responses. Do you see that? Yes. Because you're taking it. what, What they usually do is get mad and yell back and defend themselves. There is no defense to fear when it's this kind of fear. There's no defense. There's caring and love. And nothing to fear. Right. I mean, how can
1: it exist? How can anger continue? Because, you know, anger peters out. And if you're not. It does when you don't agree with them.
2: (laughs) When you stop the defenses and they can't feed off your energy, it peters out. It really Mm -hmm. does. I see that you feel that way. That, oh, my friends love this one, especially at the office. The boss comes and she's grouching and she's throwing things at you. And I see that you feel that way. I'll take care of it immediately. Let me get back to you. These are all loving responses. And all of them lift you from imprinting your soul with guilt, resentment, and wanting to fight back. You don't have to. Wow. Isn't it going to be great to live this way all the time? We're Absolutely. coming to that.
1: We're coming to that. We really are. Well, and you look at what goes on in politics today, and I have to get back to you. <laughs> I have to fight back. I have to, have to, have to. And there really is no have
2: to. No. Well, th- there can be a have to when we are defending our lives. That's a little bit of a different issue. When we're defending our lives, most of the time this anger and stuff isn't about lives. It's about families and control. You know that. Yes. But when we're defending our lives, we have to do it a little bit differently. And, of course, talk is the way out. We were, we were born with a voice. We're the only animal on the planet that's born with a voice and that we can reason and we can use our minds to comfort and help people. We can also use our minds to create a cauldron of fire, But what we need to learn is that communication is good, and sometimes we have to put a wall up. No, you can't go any further than that. It's like bringing up the two-year-old and teaching him the rules of society. Don't touch the hot stove. So there are times when we do have to... Put up something, but I'm going to tell you, October is quite a month. We just had this eclipse, and we've just had the first full moon of the year in Aries um, last week. And tomorrow, Jupiter changes signs into Scorpio. So, what we're going to have is leadership change everywhere
3: Mm. leadership
2: change at the top, change, and upsets with the people that are affected by it. It's going to be interesting to watch it the last half of October.
1: Oil prices
2: are going to go up. I will tell you one thing that I do know. I do think that the queen is going to bring Prince William and Catherine into being the next king and that Prince Charles will step aside. Mm, That would be very interesting. I think that's happening. I also think he will divorce Carmela. I think both of those things are happening this next year. Wow, anything else you'd like to share with us? Not at this moment. Um I'm I'm working on it. I am writing this article and I have to see what comes through. I'm putting it on the website and you'll be able to access it right away.
1: If you could leave our listeners with one message that could make a difference in their lives starting today, what would you tell them?
2: I tell them The, I think it's 30-something psalm, it goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Because he's everywhere. Everywhere. He's in every leaf. He's in every blade. He's in every flower. He's in every tree. He's in every heart. He's in every piece of food. He's in everything you do. You can't strike a match without the power of God being there. He's there. Know that. Know that and use that.
1: That is beautiful. If you would like to know more about Elizabeth Joyce, about her books, um, Elizabeth, could you list off your books for us really quickly? Your favorite ones? I mean, I could read them, but it's well, nice the trilogy
2: to- is what you spoke about before, and I would like to tell the people about the trilogy. Yes. I wrote these when my sister was ill because I really couldn't write, and so what I did is I took all my classes and put them together in Book 1, Book 2, and Book 3. And they are steps up the ladder of metaphysics. Book 1 tells you how to meditate, what the chakras are, how to wrap in white light, answer some of your healing questions. And Book 2 goes deeper. It goes into astrology and dreams. And Book 3 goes into your angels, your soulmates, and all that. So you can go on Amazon and you can look at the chapter titles because they let you look inside, peek inside the book. And you'll see that they have a great value. Then I wrote Seeding and Nurturing the Garden of Your Soul. I wrote Ascension, Accessing the Fifth Dimension. I wrote that book before 2012. And that book was put in my body by Amarita Ma'i, the Holy Mother. And it's a very powerful book, and it does tell you what's coming. Then we have the new spiritual chakras. We now have 12 chakras. And I list them, and I talk about them, and I tell you what they bring and what they do. And when you start working your 12 chakras, you're going to start coming into a better balance. Plus, I do have a list of the fifth dimensional ailments that people are getting Um sleeping a lot or having fifth dimensional headaches and all that. That's all explained in the book too. And the natural laws, what the natural laws are that comes from Edgar Casey back in the 1970s. So it's good to review these things and to know them. And then we just, I just finished unlimited realities in July. And that's a book about my life and how I've led it and the magic and the power of surrender. It's, Fascinating, absolutely fascinating.
1: We're here with Elizabeth Joyce. Thank you for being my guest today. Newvisions.com. Look her up on Amazon, look her up on the web. You'll be glad you did.
0: Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.